Hello. Hey. Okay. Can you hear us? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. Okay. So why don't you, um, again, just tell us about, tell us, (laughs) tell us about yourself and, um, just kind of your journey to, you know, your, your life coaching business. Yeah, absolutely. So I was born and raised in Juneau, Alaska, okay. and it's a really small town um, where it could be really kind of isolating. And so I was the only child as well. So I had to kind of fend for myself. <laughs> and so growing up, I always kind of had a heart for helping others and needing to be friendly and needing just to be around people. And so I found myself really enjoying, oddly enough, working in the criminal justice system. Um, One of the guys that I grew up with, he was my kind of brother from another mother. Um, He went into jail when he was 14. And I just knew that he was a good guy. And I knew that the things that he hadn't done, like that he had done, didn't define who he was. Uh And so I ended up getting my bachelor's in justice and working in the justice system as a probation and parole intern, transporter, mental health um, caseworker, various things. And when I became a mom, I knew that I needed to take a break from that world because I was getting pretty jaded and I wanted to stay home with my kids or so I thought. And so <laughs> then I was like, uh, holy crap, like this isn't what I signed up for or I didn't know what I was signed up for with having kids and just staying home. So I decided to volunteer. And so I would do lots of different volunteering, um, mentoring like teen moms or working in uh, pregnancy resource centers and really just found that I wanted to be able to have my own business. I like volunteering was fantastic, but I wanted to be compensated for my time. And I had a lot of skills that I wanted to offer. So I created my life coaching business because I realized I had kind of lost my way along Mm -hmm. the way. I forgot who I was and needed to be able to find myself. So I kind of went on this journey of finding myself and realized that there were other women out there that also needed to find themselves and found themselves also like in a kind of a chaotic point in life and really wanted to create order and not feel like they were always behind. And so um, my coaching business kind of was born. I started focusing on stay-at-home moms, and then it's kind of progressed to just women who work the non-nine-to-five job. So anyone who doesn't have like the normal, like go in and clock in and clock out, which is most women, especially moms, because you have to, your job of getting up and getting your kids ready and so forth. So that is kind of the long and short of me and starting my life coaching business. Yeah. Okay. So how, how long have you been, how long has your business been, um, uh, I guess in business, um, and, um, how, uh, you know, what is business like, I guess, for you, you know, you said that you, you target more, um, stay at home moms and, you know, kind of, I guess, traditional, like, (laughs) non nine to fivers, but let's just say for somebody like me who has like a full-time job who, you know, has two kids and still tries to (laughs) keep her life somewhat organized, you know, what kind of advice, I guess, um, would you have for someone like me? And then, like I, you know, said, how, how long have you been doing your life coaching and kind of what does that look like too? 
Yeah. So I started my business um, January of 2020, um, which was, you know, a fun time to yeah. be getting things. <laughs> and then like really launched it in April of 2020. There was uh, like a several month period where I was like trying to figure my life out um, and like getting the website up and all of that good stuff. But I, I started out working with stay at home moms, but I eventually realized that there were a lot of other women out there, not just stay at home moms that kind of had this life where they were able to kind of, um, they had unstructured time that they just felt like they weren't monetizing well, if that makes sense. So, yeah. so for you like that, you know, you work a full-time job, but you also have to take care of your home, take care of your kids, all of those things. To me, that's like a non nine to fiver. Like you have so many responsibilities. And so one of the biggest things that I encourage, um, my clients to do is figuring out like how to bookend your day that makes sense to you. So we know that there's going to be chaos during the day, no matter how good of a planner you are. And so if you can like begin your day and end your day with very consistent things that really build you up, that would like totally make your week and allow you to, to accomplish those things that you're really wanting to accomplish and get more organized. Yeah, no, I think, I actually think that that is, this is Chelsea, we switched a little bit. (laughs) I think that that um, is really, it is, it would be very helpful (laughs) if I, um, I don't ever feel like I end my day, you know, as like Mm -hmm. a mom, a business owner, and just like, my brain feels like an entrepreneur 24-7, and so I can't, I like never settles down, you know, so it's like really, it's an interesting thing. And then you say like in like book end your day, like, okay, let's say, I don't know. I have a glass of wine or something before I get to bed. Like that would be nice. But like, <laughs> mm-hmm. also, I also know that the sugar and wine keeps me up. So it's like, I have all these things. I think like last night was, or yesterday was, was probably, I'm going to go ahead and mark it as the craziest day of the month, even though it's not over yet. Um, <laughs> And so I feel like, um, yeah, just like finding, finding a spot that feels like you can end your day would be, yeah, would be huge. Yeah. And it gives our brain a break. Our brains weren't created to operate like our phones or our computers where it has all the tabs open all the time. And we just kind of keep it on like, you know, sleep mode just so we can kind of wiggle the mouse and then go, go again. Like our brains were created to have like a shutdown so it can rejuvenate. And that sleep actually helps your brain to like fire all off, fire off all of those like synapses and um, clean up itself from the day before. And so kind of like what you said too, of, you know, it'd be nice to have something consistent that you would do at night to kind of calm you down. And hot tea is a great um, alternative to wine, but you know, having red wine occasionally is, is good. That's why I think it's so important that women don't feel like they have to book in their day, like their friend or their mom or Mm -hmm. their kid, but like you figure out what works for you because you were created very, very uniquely with a purpose for a purpose. And so you're going to need something different than other people do. The thing is, is that it's like the consistency because as a mom, as an entrepreneur, you're making so many choices throughout the day. You're going to have decision fatigue by the end of the night. So by being able to have something that you just consistently do, like you don't even have to think about driving or time 
tie in your shoes anymore because you've done it so much. That's the same idea of like these bookends, like you've done it so much and it has like that same effect on yourself of like calming yourself down or in the morning, like getting yourself, you know, pepped up. It helps you be able to fight against that decision fatigue and really kind of just calms your heart and allows you to show up as the best version of yourself. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that that's awesome. Um, <clears throat> how, how do you do, um, how do you like incorporate, are you married? You are, right? Yes. Yep. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. My, again, my brain missed it, <laughs> but, um, how do you incorporate like your husband or, or not incorporate your husband in that like book? Yeah. that's that's a really good question um I don't (laughs) Um, (laughs) he he is responsible for himself I'm responsible for myself now I am responsible for putting the kids to bed that's just kind of my jam I love putting my girls to bed they go to bed at seven so they're they're little they're five and eight but they go into their room at around seven now they can see they eventually pass out but I know that I need that time because I want that time alone for myself and or to connect with my husband. So I, in order for me to kind of like book in my day, I have to kind of work backwards and see where I need to like create kind of hard stops for things. And so um, kind of back to the topic of my husband, like there's times he wants to stay up later and there's times he wants to go to bed earlier than me. That does not change what I do if that makes sense. We're intentional with our time throughout the week. So we have date nights. Um, If we're having a rough day, I'll be like, hey, you know, can we talk later tonight? Otherwise, we're kind of can be on our own, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Like, I think it's so important that, you know, we operate as a team with our spouse, but that we also take care of ourselves, And that may mean you going to bed earlier than your spouse or staying up later. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel like my husband and I operate very similar to that. But we don't, we, our kids go to bed later than seven, but I'm like, man, I think her kids go to bed. So, um, my life is very chaotic in comparison to both of yours. <laughs> um, it's chaotic in different ways. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I do, I do in my brain, like, uh, rules and restrictions are really tough for me just <laughs> in general as a person. So obviously I know it's important for kids to have structure, but then I also know that like, I want them to be able to be flexible if the situation is required, you know? So I don't want like instant chaos if we have to change. So I own a dance studio and I have a 12 and two year old. And so my, my work mainly is in the evenings and I get home really fairly late. My kids don't go to bed early typically. Um, Lately, um, I don't have a husband, but I do have a baby daddy that was, we live together. And, um, um, and he lately has been like trying to be like, like just turn, go to bed and no one else is asleep yet. And I get so salty about it. So he wants to go to bed. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to, he does. Oh, he does go to bed. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm walking in the door from work and he's like, okay, night, night. but he yeah he works all day Uh and so it's they're on different schedules Uh and so and not to discredit corporate america but to discredit corporate america (laughs) he has like 
everything in my brain, you know, as an entrepreneur, like you said, decision fatigue is like the most, like the most, it resonates so much for me because he does ultimately want to make, make me happy. So he wants to ask me a lot of questions, Mm. (laughs) you know? So it's like, it's like, and in my brain, I'm like, aren't you like told what to do all day? (laughs) <laughs> no we have autonomy in okay. our jobs okay. <laughs> oh my goodness yes well what I find interesting is that um so many couples have like the hardest conversations at night uh-huh. when we're tired yes. when we have decision fatigue so I I'm very much a rule person um so you may or may not like this but my husband and I like we don't talk about things after eight o'clock like, oh, if, yeah. if it is something like it is paused until the like, we have to get up early to talk about it or like call each other, you know, when we're driving the next day. Um, but there are just like certain things we don't talk about now. So I'm just curious, you know, with your significant other, like if you had a conversation earlier in the day of like, hey, babe, I'm going to be home around, you know, 8 p.m. I'd love to see you. Could you help me with the kids? And like talking about those expectations beforehand as well so that way he knows what you like what you want Mm -hmm. yeah I don't get home until after 10 and so it is it is an adjustment I think um oh I bet (laughs) yeah so it's just like um I don't know I mean for me it's like I was married for 10 years and I did the same thing then and then single for like four or five and did the same thing then and he was single for 40 years you know and then um I just kind of added a child and kept going and so (laughs) um it's a I I guess I think it's a lot it's a lot more adjustment for him than it is maybe for Mm. me but I also do think that it I feel like it should have should be easier but he he doesn't he does we do not have productive conversations at night so that is a very a very solid rule yeah no, <laughs> we I, should do that but I get I get I don't like to go to bed with unfinished business mm. so like I would stay up till two in the morning and have to wake up at four or five just to make sure that like I can close the book for that day yeah, I, I am with you. I used to be that way until I realized my problem solving skills are not very good. <laughs> the, the like later uh, I get. more tired I am <laughs> and the later I get, it gets. Um, and so, yeah, no, I totally understand that. And I think that it's really important to know kind of what works for you. And if that is really important to you to stay up until it is completed, then do it. And if it hasn't worked, then, you know, also kind of get creative and see like how else can we try to you know problem solve together as a unit you know Mm -hmm. as a family unit that you're trying to operate and move together and um, be productive and just feel happy and at peace with one another yeah for sure I mean I think it is just um probably coming to terms with he doesn't operate well after 8 p.m probably and me accepting that the conversations are 100% better in the morning for him. And it's probably like maybe a control thing or like a, a management, 
boss thing of like, no, actually, you're going to talk about it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, it's good that at least you're seeing it. (laughs) Oh, for sure. I just, you know, I I don't know. I guess, and I also have, I've, I've always lived by, and I'm more intentional of like, we're never promised tomorrow. So I'm very intentional about that too, in how I do the end of my day. So it's like, I don't want him to go to work and me be mad at him throughout, you know, and then me get some, you know, just life is crazy. And so I, I really like to make sure that like all of those boxes are checked because again, we're never promised tomorrow. So I just feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself (laughs) to make sure like things are, things are good before everyone goes to sleep. Yeah. And I, I can definitely tell just from just knowing a little bit about you that you, you want to love people well, and you Mm -hmm. want peace in your life. And I think that whatever it is that you need to do to get that, I think that's really important. And, and again, it's, it's also figuring out like, does this work? Is this working? Because if this is a new relationship too, like, what could continue to work right and as as your children get older as our children get older like it's just different seasons and we have to be able to adjust and be flexible like you had mentioned of like okay in this season what is working what is not okay how can we pivot Mm -hmm. yeah for sure does your husband think like that or how does he adjust or he is way more flexible than I am. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. He don't like all my rules a lot of the time. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. So there's some resistance to it for sure, which helps me become more flexible. Yeah. And however, yeah. we have found that when we kind of create, if it's not like rules, maybe more of like a structure or an outline of how to think and like how to operate, we tend to communicate better because we know number one that we're on the same team that we're not intentionally doing anything to be mean to each other like Mm -hmm. i trust that if he does something that's offensive to me he did not mean it 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 came out that way but then i need to be able to communicate to him in a a very loving and respectful way of like hey (laughs) that like really hurt my feelings how can we talk about this? Like what was really going on? And um, I am a big fan of Brene Brown and she mm-hmm. is all about um, using the language of like the story I'm telling myself is that you, da, 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 and that really offended me. And then they get to kind of respond with like, oh yeah, that, that's not actually what happened at all. Mm-hmm. And just being able to communicate is so important. And so thankfully my husband has over the years <laughs> been okay with my over communication of like hey just checking in are we good is there anything that you want to talk about and then obviously before 8 p.m we have those conversations and again that just works well for us because my brain shuts off around seven eight o'clock and um, at night and so I just need to know what works best for me as well as my husband so that way we can create a peaceful environment not just for ourselves but for our kids and they can see healthy communication yeah. Yeah. I really, so this is uh, Beth again. Um, I, I really love Brene Brown. I've like, I've watched a lot of her, you know, um, Ted talks and then just, you know, podcasts and listen to those and everything. I think, um, so I think one thing that makes Chelsea and I's relationship and friendship like work so well is that we, <laughs> we are similar in a lot of ways, but we're very different 
in um, other ways. And I think that we complement, you know, kind of each other. And so where she's kind of like, you know, um, doesn't really resistant to like boundaries and um, rules and all of those things, that's like my bread and butter. Like that's the world that I live in, not only in my professional world, but also in my, my personal life as well. And so I, I feel like I've established, you know, kind of routines and schedules for my kids and probably my husband too. now that we're like <laughs> having this conversation and he sounds similar to yours. Like he's very, I think for he and I, like what works is that he's not as structured as I am. And so we balance each other um, in that regard, I think pretty well because he's good with like, you know, living in, in some chaos, not, not a whole lot, but, um, he is very flexible and is like, we don't have to have things, you know, structured and from this time to this time we're doing this. And, um, but I think that for us, the communication sometimes is the issue, um, around, you know, like you were saying, like, well, this is what, you know, I'm feeling, or this is what I'm hearing. And so, I've, I've tried to incorporate that, you know, into our conversations, but I can totally attest and say after 8 PM, my brain is completely shut off and I try to just lay in bed and watch TV. (laughs) Um, and I'm typically asleep when Chelsea's coming home from work. I'm thriving at 945. Yeah. Chelsea's I like, she's it. rearing, she's ready to go. And, yeah. and my husband, somebody's saying, got it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, exactly. Like we got it. That's how the world goes around. And, um, my husband stays up late and I go to bed early and, but then I get up early and he, you know, sleeps in. And yeah. so we just, you know, I tried to like sort through, cause it's been like, it was like the past, I don't know, maybe it's like the past few weeks. Like I've noticed um like when tony goes to sleep and i'm still awake i just like so there's a little fire that just pisses me off <laughs> and i'm like why do i get so mad about it but then i think about it and it's like my dad stayed up late he like always made sure every door was locked mm-hmm. like set the alarm mm-hmm. you know so it was like i always thought that like the man had to stay up later and had to do like all of the like security security aspects because what tony does is he does go to bed whenever he wants to go to bed and then he but he does get up in the middle of the night to like clean the kitchen and i that's that's interesting it sounds like you just you want to feel protected by him is do you think that you could have that conversation with him about those expectations because does he know that that's what you would like him to do um, well, again, I just probably realized why it bothered me recently, mm. but, um, that's such good reflection. Yeah. He, he would probably just show me his like fist balled up and say, I'll protect you. Cause he'll, he'll think that it's funny. And I'll <laughs> <just> be like, <laughs> but I think like our dads grew up in the same generation yeah. and that like, I think, and this is just such a small thing, but like when my car is like low on gas, for example, like 
my dad would put gas in always it. put gas in it and I so know. that's how I feel and so there's expectations I think around like a partner and a spouse that like we both grew up with yeah based on our dad's mm-hmm. um example and then sometimes I'm like man I wish my husband would just go put gas in the I car, always think that which is like <laughs> such a small thing and you know and but now that you're saying that, like, yeah, my dad used to do the same thing. Like he would walk around, he would check all the doors before he went to bed. And, yeah. you know, so that's, that's interesting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I feel the same exact way. It's so, that is so, I'm like, wait, why doesn't my have my car have gas in when I wake up? <laughs> <laughs> and we are able-bodied, like, you yeah. know, I mean, I'll do it if I'm driving women around, that can do it. but I think that there's, an example that both of our fathers set for us, like as, you know, young women, like growing up that, Hey, this is something that, you know, a potential partner in the future, you know, something for you to look for, but you know, I mean, obviously there are other attributes that both of our spouses have that, you know, mine is really funny. Our dad didn't have. And so your dad's pretty funny too. So my dad is funny. Yeah. But (laughs) I'm saying Tony's really funny. Yeah. I know Tony's really funny. Yeah. Um, well, Tabitha, I know that you've got, we have just a a few minutes because I know you, you have the, you have a hard stop. So what I, you know, I certainly appreciate you coming on and chatting with us and, um, would love to obviously talk chat to you. more. Yeah, for sure. We would love to chat with you more, but I want our audience to be able to know like where to find you, what website, um, social, you know, anything like that. So if you want to just share that, um, so that if anyone else is interested and, you know, given some, um, getting some life coach lessons from you, then they'll know where to go. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you can find me on uh, my website, tabithaperry.coach. I also have a podcast as well called the Life Edit Podcast with Tabitha Perry. And so I love sharing just like super practical tips on how to create order in your life. Um, And so I like to do that in a way that's fun and simple and, and you get results. Um, and then you can also find me on Facebook as well as Instagram at Tabitha Perry Life Coach. Okay. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tabitha, for joining us uh, today. And um, I'll message you whenever we're going to be releasing this episode should be in the next couple of weeks. And uh, definitely everyone go check out her podcast. I'm going to go on, um, go on Apple now. And what is it? Is it on like all platforms or? Um, Many of them. Yep. Spotify, Apple, Google, Yes. Okay. Perfect. All right. Well, again, thanks so much, Tabitha. It's been great to chat with you. Enjoy enjoy the rest of your day and we will definitely chat soon. Okay. Sounds great. Take care. Thanks. You too. Bye. Okay. So we're going to recap the episode with Tabitha Perry, who is a life coach. And we had, I thought her advice and just tips and I guess her, you know, to me, because I'm a very structured, like, routine person, Uh I, you know, appreciated everything that she had to say. Um, But I think the takeaway that I got is that, you know, really everyone's life is different and that, you know, you have to develop your own sort of schedule and routine that's going to work best for your, for you. Like, I know Uh Chelsea has, like, a pretty crazy schedule all the time. Um, 
And then those book that bookends, yeah, I thought I was really like important. The bookend thing felt like the most. I mean, we didn't get to talk probably as long as we wanted, so I'm sure she's full of really good tips and knowledge. But like, I think the bookend thing is something that I'm going to consider. I don't know how it's possible <laughs> because my days end so differently every day. But it obviously bookending. Your day gives you a consistent end to your day, which probably allows your brain to calm down and yeah, all the things. But um, I, do I thought think, her I do think that's good advice. I thought her take on like not having serious conversations. Okay, yeah. In the evening was like such a great thing. I even mentioned that to Tyler. I didn't, and was like, "Hey, maybe this is something that we should really." Uh-uh, because Tony would be 100% on board for that. <laughs> and sometimes that's the only time we see each other. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, again, I mean, that's what she's saying, that, like, you just have to figure out what works for you. Yeah. But it makes a lot of sense, though, no, because it, your your brain is so yeah. tired. And emotionally. And em- sense, yeah. yeah, like, sure. and you're you're already just, like, high on emotions anyway. And I know for my world, because... You know, at the end, I mean, I, I feel like I'm a much better parent in the morning than I am in the evenings because I've just had the whole day drain me Yeah. and I'm not like super excited about bedtime and like reading and all of that stuff. I do it because I know that, you know, it's good for my girls and, and all of that, but that's like a really hard time for me because I am so just mentally exhausted from yeah. the day that I just want to like sit and like watch mindless tv which we're we need to talk about mindless tv on another episode okay um well the kardashians came out with a new episode on hulu i know and i haven't watched it yet either but i'm about to yeah i know i keep telling myself at night and then i forget i even have that option okay or it's not derail what we're in. okay sorry <laughs> just said mindless i could not the kardashians but okay so you were saying that you didn't talk to Tony about it because you know he was oh, like yeah, grasp no, on I'm not going to talk to him about that because <laughs> he will definitely agree 147%, which I don't think that the advice is bad. I think he he can manage to find his own excuses, so I just didn't want to give him another one. <laughs> and I really I really sometimes just need to talk at night and he needs to work on that. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> it's like my only time and in the morning I'm up when he's up so it's not like we couldn't talk then but like again he he's on a he is on a mission A to B so he doesn't do like like want to sit and have a conversation he's not going to sit and have a conversation he doesn't want to get up early to have the conversations and he doesn't multitask very well to, which most men don't absolutely so. not yeah so I just I didn't I didn't want to say that because I feel like it eliminates our only opportunity. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really. And um, so does he get up early, like earlier than he should to get to work, or does he just no. like does he get up, take a shower, and then go to work? Yeah, for sure. Okay, but I mean, he takes like a forty-five minute shower. Yeah, it's like, and I tried like the other day I was talking to him in the shower, and he said "huh" like three or four times, like "huh." Huh? And so I was like, okay, also, I'm not going to get mad about that because that was annoying. I'm going to speak up. So I spoke up, and then he told me to be quiet. I was going to wake Grayson up because <laughs> I was yelling. 
just like, well, you can't hear me. I guess you're in the shower for 45 minutes. For 45 minutes, and I felt like this was our only opportunity to talk. And you said, huh, four times. Well, what is he doing in the shower for 45 minutes? Well, he attacks his body when he cleans it. It attacks I mean, it, it literally. It's aggressive. Is, yeah, he's at war. Like, literally. <laughs> like, the way he washes his face, I'm like, no wonder sometimes things don't agree with you. Because he literally just dropped a bomb on your face. He scrubs his body really intensely. Wow. And every, he and, and he would say, I don't even take a shower. I just, like, run through the rain. <laughs> Like, that's what he says about me. And I'm in the shower at most 10 minutes. Yeah. At most. That's how I am. But what, I mean. I just want to get in and get out. I don't have time to stand there and soak. Well, he does. He's at the spa. (laughs) It's a real issue at our house. And then wants to complain when Paisley's in there like he is. I'm like, y'all be doing the same thing. Tell why it makes you mad. Uh, He's like, well, what is she doing in there? It's probably like thinking of the water. The water bill. Give me a break. No, he, yeah, he, more like, cause she likes to take shower in our bathroom instead of hers. And it, it, it inhibits him from going in there, you know? So it's things like that. But it's like, he, she does the same thing you do. Yeah. What do you mean? What is she doing? I don't know. What are you doing? <laughs> like, okay, so you guys have two full showers? Three. Okay. But we all use ours. But nobody uses the one upstairs? Uh uh-uh. Like, does anybody even use the bathroom up here? Yeah, if you need to go to the bathroom, you can. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I do one more up here, like, yeah. in school, or she's doing school. She okay. Will. But, like... I mean, the girls are, like, Charlie's the same. She likes to take a shower in our shower. Yeah, well, your bathroom's brand new. And a bath. I would come over and take a shower in <laughs> shower. Well, we, whenever we got it, we were like, no kids. No kids in our shower. This is our, that last Yeah. And then it, I mean, it lasted for a couple months, and then I think there was, like, one night that it was just, like, we gotta, you know, do this. It's so, yeah, it's so funny. I know we've derailed a lot. Yeah. Maybe we can talk about this in our next podcast episode. But I do feel like bookending is a good thing. Uh Uh-huh. I feel like it'll work for 96% of America if they applied it. That 4% out there that has has to maneuver life differently. I'll okay. say this, like, since that conversation, I've really tried to be, um, more, like, thoughtful in my evenings, and so, like, for me, what I used to do was I used to read in the evenings versus watch TV, mm-hmm. and, because it would just calm my mind down to go to bed, and right. so I've been really trying. It puts me to sleep, for sure. No, like, for sure, and I, I love to read, and so, when I, whenever I had, um, really both girls, I don't know why I stopped reading, but. I just, I, I think when the pandemic hit, I just was like, my brain, I felt like was on like overdrive. Like, oh, it, no, all, it was. Yeah. Like all, no thinking. all the time. And so I think for me, I just started like watching TV and then of course I was staying up much later than I should have yeah. knowing that I had like, like 45. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like 11 every night. Oh, okay. I think because I didn't have to get up and get ready yeah. for work, but I still had to get up and get the girls up. And anyway, so we don't need to talk about all that. But I've, I've, I started to read mm-hmm. more and it actually like helps me go to sleep. And, yeah. you know, they say that like the blue light from TV and, you know, oh, your technology right. and stuff's not good, good for you. And so, well, nothing is, but yeah. Right. Yeah. So, anyway. I, I do think yeah. 
Hopefully we get to talk more maybe with her. Or you guys can talk more with her. She has multiple platforms. Yeah, right? she's on social. So she's on Facebook, Instagram. Um, she has a website. Podcast. And I did look, and she has a podcast. I did look at her website and she does offer like one free um, life coaching like consultation. And so. She'd probably know. fire me if I hired yeah. her. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say true, but true. Um, so anyway, so that was a really uh, good episode with Tabitha Perry. Go find her on all of, um, social platforms and, um, maybe one day we can be on her podcast. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm ready to be on some podcasts for us to be interviewed. Yeah. So I think that'd be interesting. We've only done that once. So, okay. Well, this has been another episode and thanks for tuning in. All right.